اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم یا ایوہ الذین آمنوا او یوہو ہاف بلیوڈ انما الخمر والمیسر انڈیڈ انٹاکسکنس اینڈ گیملین والانصاب اینڈ دسٹون آلٹرز دا آئیڈلز والازلام اینڈ دی ایروز رجسم They are all a defilement, filth, min amal shaytan from the work of shaytan. Fajtanibuhu, so stay away from it, avoid it. Why? لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So that you can be successful. Meaning if you engage in any of these, then you cannot be successful. Neither in this world, nor in the hereafter. So if you want to live a happy life, if you want to live a successful life, if you want to meet Allah when He's happy with you, then you have to stay away from these four things. Which things? Khamr, Maisir, Ansab, Azlam. All these four things, Allah says, they are first of all, Rids, meaning they are filthy, They are dirty. And secondly, they are min amal shaytan from the work of shaytan. Meaning there are those things which shaytan has made beautiful for you, has made attractive for you. So if you do it, you're not making Allah happy, you're actually making shaytan happy. And as a result, your shaytan will become stronger against you. He will have more power over you. And when he will have more power over you, he will make you sin more and more. So what are these four things? Basically we see that in this ayah, certain things are being made forbidden. And the first of those things is what? Al-khamr, alcohol. The second is maisir. The third is ansab. And the fourth is azlam. Khamr, we have learned about this earlier from khamim ra. It's basically used for anything that intoxicates the mind of a person. So alcohol, for instance. And it is called khamr because khamr literally means to cover. It's that which covers. So khamr, it covers the intellect, dulls the senses. It is said that alcohol is a depressant. It's a depressant because it depresses you. How? It depresses your senses, your mind. So you don't have those worries anymore, you don't have those anxieties anymore. And it makes a person drowsy and down. It makes a person drowsy and down. And the result of this is what? A loss of senses at the cost of what? Temporary enjoyment. A person gets temporary enjoyment and as a result he loses his senses. And why does he want that temporary enjoyment? To escape reality. To experience this high and escape reality. Why? Because the reality is too stressful. He doesn't want to deal with it. But after the effect of the alcohol is gone and he faces reality again, he finds out the reality is still the same or it is much worse. Because in that state of drunkenness, a person has caused much more damage to himself and to others. So the reality hasn't changed at all. Things haven't improved. They have only become much worse. And it's also said that alcohol is like a temporary social lubricant. Meaning when people are not able to interact with others easily, they have issues with confidence, they are too shy, then they take alcohol. Why? Because then they lose their mind and they can be very confident before people and they can do whatever they want, they can say whatever they want, but it's at the cost of what? Losing self-respect basically. And it's all just for what? 
temporary enjoyment. So this is what khamr is. Secondly, maisir. Maisir from yusur. Yasin ra. That which is easy. Maisir is used for gambling. Why? Because it's a game of chance through which you can obtain wealth very easily. If a person wants to make $50,000, they might have to work for an entire year and save a lot of money. Then they can have $50,000. And this is not possible for everybody anyway. But here is a person who goes, plays a game, and he makes $60,000 in an hour, 30 minutes. So this is what? Easy money through gambling, which is why so many people are tempted to play this game. The various forms of this game, whether it's lottery or what, but people like to play this game. And this is amazing. You go to different workplaces, people who are educated, who have university degrees, they are playing these games. Somebody was telling me, that how at their workplace, they've been seeing that for years, people together, they buy these lottery tickets. Until today, they haven't won anything. So one day he was calculating for them, that until today, you have spent this much money in buying these lottery tickets, and you have won nothing at all. And when they found out through the math, how much money they had spent, they felt like losers, but they still wanted to play, because what if the next dollar you spend brings you $20,000? So, maisir is what? Gambling. Thirdly, ansab. Ansab, plural of nusub. Noon, saad, ba. Which literally means to fix something. And ansab is used for idols which were fixed in certain places by the mushrikeen of Arabia. And they would basically bring their offerings and present them over there or their animals for sacrifice and they would sacrifice them over there. So, the animals that were sacrificed Before the idols, this is what? This ritual is referred to by the word ansab. Azlam, plural of the word zalam. Zay, lam, meem. And it's used for an arrow. Arrows basically are referring to the arrows that were used for gambling and for seeking qisma. Meaning, try to find out your fate. Basically, the Arabs, they would play this game. If they were confused about a matter, should they do it or should they not do it, they would bring out a bunch of arrows. One arrow would say, if'al. Another arrow would say, la taf'al. One arrow would say, do it. The other would say, don't do it. And the other would say, try again. <laughs> okay? So they would be confused what to do. They would pull out an arrow. It says, okay, if'al. Then they would do it. Or they would also play this game with birds. Okay, they would release birds. If the bird flew to the right, do it. If it flew to the left, don't do it. So anyway, azlam. Arrows that were used for gambling and also for seeking tisma. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, all these four things are rids. They're dirty. They're filthy. How? In the tangible sense and also in the intangible sense. Think about it. Alcohol. What is it? Fermented juice. If fruit juice has been sitting in your refrigerator for a month, would you drink it? Would you drink it? Even if it's not expired, would you drink it? No. Just to know that it's been sitting there for a month, even though it's not fermented, you wouldn't drink it. And if it has been sitting on your counter for two weeks, would you drink it? No. You wouldn't. Why? Because it's dirty. It's decaying. It's fermented. So this is what alcohol is. Physically also, it's something that doesn't make sense for you to drink. Yes, alcohol is something that can clean, which is why you have rubbing alcohol. It has those properties, but for you to drink it, for you to consume it, why would you do that? But unfortunately, 
we have become so unaware of what we're eating and drinking that sometimes we will drink certain things which are so bad for our teeth that if you use the same drink to clean a toilet, it would do a good job. If you use the same drink to remove rust from a car, it would do a good job. But we drink it, we fill our stomachs with it. You know what I'm referring to, right? So there are rids. Stay away from it. A Muslim is who? Tayyib. Tahir. Right? Clean. Good. We have been told to consume what kind of food? Halal and tayyib. Food that is good and clean, nutritious, beneficial, healthy for you. So, this is why, stay away from these things. And in the intangible sense, how are these things dirty? If you think about it, there's so much sin involved with these things. When people get drunk, do they go to the church and do they give charity and do they pray to God? No. Where do people go and drink? At which kind of places? What kind of actions do they do over there? What kind of behavior do they show? And when they drink and drive, then what kind of things do they do? What kind of damage do they cause? Also if you think about it, idols, they are also dirty in the intangible sense. Because it contradicts iman. It is contaminated by the filth of shirk. So there are all rids. And Allah says they are min amal shaytan they are from the works of shaytan, deeds that he has beautified. So what should you do? Fajtanibuhu. From jim noon ba. What does jump mean? Side of a person. Ijtanaba is to keep one side away from something. It's like avoid it. Keep away from it. What do you avoid? Something that's dangerous for you, harmful for you, not good for you. So what do you do? Even if it comes before you, you stay away from it. You avoid it. So just like that, when you see these things around you, then don't even look at them. Don't even stare at them. Hmm? Avoid them. Avoid them to the best of your ability. Why? لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So that you can be successful. Which means that if you do any of these, then you can never be successful. Imam Ahmad has recorded that Abu Hurairah he said, there were three stages to the prohibition of khamr. The prohibition of alcohol, there were three stages to it. When the Messenger of Allah wasallam migrated to Medina, the people were consuming alcohol and they were also gambling. So they asked the Messenger of Allah about these things. Because every person knows that these are not good things. No matter how much fun people have, no matter how much they enjoy, at the end of the day they know that it's something that's not good. Which is why there are people who are not Muslim, who may not have any religious belief that prohibits alcohol, but still they are against its consumption. Why? Because they know its harm. So the Muslims of Medina, they also had this guilt. So they came and asked the Prophet ﷺ about alcohol and gambling. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ قُلْ فِيهِمَا إِثْمٌ كَبِيرٌ وَمَنَافِعُ لِلنَّاسِ Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 219, that they ask you about intoxicants and gambling. Tell them that there is a big sin in these two, but also many benefits for the people. Meaning that there is good and there is bad. But what do we learn? That وَإِثْمُهُمَا أَكْبَرُ مِن نَفْعِهِمَا That their sin is greater than their benefit. You might say that if you drink alcohol, you can stay warm in this winter. 
If you drink alcohol, it's actually good for your heart. But if you drink it moderately, so you might say there are benefits. But remember that the harm is always more than the benefit. Because what happens is that people take it for the benefit, but then the harm overtakes. Somebody once said, first you take a drink, then the drink takes a drink, and then the drink takes you. Do you get it? First you take a drink, then the drink takes a drink. Because you get addicted, you want more. And then the drink takes you. Meaning then you lose it. Then you lose your senses. So people have it for the sake of what? Benefit, for the sake of enjoyment. But they end up in total loss. So this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that وَإِثْمُهُمَا أَكْبَرُ مِنْ نَفْعِهِمَا But if you think about it, this ayah, it didn't clearly prohibit it. So the people, they said, they were not prohibited because Allah has said, فِيهِمَا إِثْمٌ كَبِيرٌ وَمَنَافِعُ لِلنَّاسِ So they went on drinking. And they went on gambling. Until one day, one of the immigrants, he was leading his companions in Maghrib prayer. And he mixed up the recitation in the salah. Why? Because he was drunk. So he didn't realize what he was reciting and he mixed up the Qur'an. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَقْرَبُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَأَنْتُمْ سُكَارَ حَتَّى تَعْلَمُوا مَا تَقُولُونَ Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 1991. That, O oh, you who believe, do not go near the prayer even while you are drunk until you know what you're saying. So what happened that then people would drink before the time of the prayer so that they would attend the prayer while sober. But it takes time to get sober, right? Sometimes it takes an entire night. Sometimes it takes a couple of hours. So because of this reason, they couldn't drink that easily. Or their salah would still get affected. So then what happened? A firmer ayah was revealed, which was this one. Surat Al-Ma'idah. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِنَّمَا الْخَمْرُ وَالْمَيْسِرُ وَالْأَنصَابُ وَالْأَزْلَامُ رِجْسٌ مِّنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ فَاجْتَنِبُوهُ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So the people, when they heard this, the Sahaba, they said, انتهينَا انتهينَا Oh our Lord, we will stop. That's it. We're going to give it up now. We have abstained. We're not going to drink anymore. We're not going to do this stuff anymore. So look at the Sahaba. How amazing was their response? As long as there was even a little bit of allowance, they took advantage. Because they were honest people, right? They wanted to do something, there was allowance, they did it. But as soon as the clear prohibition came down, Allah is saying, avoid it, keep away from it. Then they didn't say, oh, Allah didn't use the word haram, so we're still gonna drink. No. They said, Allah has said, avoid it. So, oh Allah, we have abstained. We will stop it. We're not going to do it anymore. And then later on, some people, they came to the Prophet ﷺ and said, oh Allah's messenger, some people died in the cause of Allah before the revelation of this verse. And some others died in their beds and they used to drink alcohol and they would indulge in gambling, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called rijs, amal shaytan so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, ayah number 93, which inshallah we'll learn today, that لَيْسَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ جُنَاحٌ فِي مَا طَعِمُوا That there is no sin on those who believe and did righteous deeds and what they consumed earlier. Because at that time it was not forbidden. So if they drank, if they gambled, they're not sinful for that. 
And the Prophet ﷺ said that had they been made impermissible for them, they would have abandoned them as you have abandoned them. If it was made haram while they were alive, then they too would have left it, just like you are leaving it today. So in this ayah basically, we learn about the prohibition of alcohol and gambling and some acts of shirk. How does this ayah prove that it's haram? How? Because the word haram has not been used, but are there any words by which we understand that yes, this is haram? Logic. Common sense. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called these actions what? Amal of shaitan. The deeds of shaitan. And shaitan, where is he going? Hell. So that means whatever he does, takes to hell. And whatever takes to hell, is what? Haram. So even though the word haram has not been used, it is clear that this is something that is forbidden. What else can be taken as evidence? Allah says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Stay away from it so that you can be successful. Which means that if a person doesn't stay away from it, then he cannot be successful. Getting into Jannah and being saved from the hellfire. And this means that if a person indulges in alcohol gambling, then he cannot get ultimate success. So anything that prevents you from ultimate success, that is forbidden. So in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَاجْتَنِبُوهُ but in the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, there are many, many reports that tell us that it is haram. One more clear sign that it is haram is the word fajtanibuhu. Allah is saying, stay away from it. If Allah is telling you to stay away from something, then how can you do it? How can you drink it? If Allah has told you to stay away from something and you drink it, then you're disobeying Allah. And tell me, is it okay to disobey Allah? It's not okay. So, فَاجْتَنِبُوهُ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Allah says, إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ shaytan. Indeed, shaytan only wants and yuqa that he places. yuqa from وَاوْقَافْ عَيْن وَقَعَ is to happen. So yuqa he wants to place, he wants to put. بَيْنَكُمْ between you al-adawa animosity wal-baghda and hatred. How? Fil khamri wal through intoxicants and gambling. That realize the reality of intoxicants and gambling. Because people say, oh, but why is it haram? There is a reason why Allah has forbidden it. You know why? Because intoxicants and gambling are what they are of the tools of shaitan. Tools through which He leads you astray. Tools through which He makes you miserable and unhappy. And shaitan, he is very, very deceptive. He makes you look at things as very good. He makes them very attractive. But in reality, they are very harmful. Because that's what an enemy does. He wants you to suffer while you think that you are going to benefit. Because he wants... You to suffer, right? So he doesn't want you to believe that what he's offering to you is detrimental to you. So the reality of Khamr and Maysir is what? That they are the tools of shaitan, that through them shaitan places between you animosity and hatred. He makes you enemies of each other. He destroys friendships through alcohol and gambling. He ruins relationships through alcohol and gambling. Is that true? 
Of course it is. Because when people are drunk, then they have no idea what they are doing and saying to the people before them. There have been many occasions where men, just because they're drunk, they have raped women. Isn't it? Or they have touched them in a very inappropriate way, spoken to them in an inappropriate way, done things which are absolutely inappropriate. They have sexually harassed to the point of raping women, and sometimes other men even. Why? Because they are drunk. Now tell me, someone who has been harmed in this way by a drunk person, do you think they will ever love them? Even though they may be their own father? Yes, and this has happened. Even though they may be their own brother? And it has happened numerous times in this world that when people are drunk, they don't know what they're doing. Like this one Muslim woman, she asked that her daughter was raped by her husband. The woman's daughter was raped by basically her husband. So basically the father raped the daughter because he was drunk and now the daughter is pregnant. So she's wondering, can the child be aborted? And this is a Muslim family. A Muslim family. Do you think that daughter will ever have respect for the father? Do you think that wife can tolerate such a husband? Can she? No, she can't. The kind of damage that people cause to other people's properties and lives when they drink and drive and they kill others, then what happens? Think about it. So this is a tool of shaitan. This is something that can never make you successful. You can enjoy temporarily, but in the long run, there's only suffering for you. And that's what shaitan wants from you. So shaitan wants, أَيُّكَ عَبَيْنَكُمْ لَعَدَاوَةَ وَالْبَغْضَةَ Adawa is the opposite of wilaya, friendship, opposite of friendship. And baghda is the opposite of love. So he wants to take these two things away from you. Because when these two things are taken away from you, friendship and love, then how can you ever be happy people? How can you? So many lives are scarred. Why? Because of people getting drunk. And because of people gambling. When people play with money. There have been many stories where people have some money and they start gambling and it's so addictive that they need more money to gamble. They just have this desire to win. And because they don't have the money, they will go and steal. They will cheat. Just because they want to gamble. And as a result, that friendship is destroyed, that love is gone. Just recently, somebody was telling me that at their workplace, one night they got a phone call from the police that the alarms are going off at your workplace and uh, we are here. So basically they found out that somebody had broken through and when they checked through the cameras, it was a drunk person. A drunk person who had come in the middle of the night, broken through the glass doors, come inside, broken more windows. He tried to get in, but he couldn't. And he just slept there for a couple of hours and woke up and left. Now imagine how much damage was caused here. And what kind of a fool he must have looked like. person who can barely walk straight, breaking through a glass door, going inside, trying to go in. And the people who watched that video we're talking about how it was so sad to see this man, like what a fool he looked like. He couldn't even walk straight. He just slept for a couple of hours and got up and left when he gained some consciousness, wondering where he was. 
So this is a tool of shaitan. Realize the reality of khamr and maysir. وَيَصُدَّكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ And through this, shaitan also stops you from the remembrance of Allah. This is a tool of shaitan. You know, in a hadith we learned that this entire dunya is mal'una, cursed. I mean, there's no khayr in it. Mal'una ma fiha. Cursed is whatever that is in it. Except for dhikrullah, the remembrance of Allah. Meaning when a person remembers Allah, then that is something good about this worldly life. And if he doesn't remember Allah, then everything about this worldly life is what? Cursed. Which is why you cook and you're not happy. You clean and you're not happy. Everything you do turns into a mess after a few moments. This is the reality, the sad reality of this world. But the only thing that is beneficial is what? The remembrance of Allah. And shaitan, what does he want? That people are drunk for two hours, for three hours, for an entire night and day perhaps. And for that entire day and night, they don't even remember Allah for a second. When they don't remember Allah for a second, it's as though shaitan has taken away a day and a night from their lives. Because when a person is drunk, his senses are dull. It's as though he never lived that day. He lost an entire day. And your time, you know, is the biggest asset that you have, the greatest asset that you have to make your akhirah. So when you've lost time, you've lost your life. You've lost a portion of your akhirah. So shaitan wants to stop you from the dhikr of Allah through these things. And when a person is engaged in gambling, then does he bother to remember Allah? No. The only thing he can remember is the dollars and the numbers and the game. وَعَنِ الصَّلَاةِ And from salah. Shaitan stops you from salah as well through these two things. فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ So are you going to stop or not? When somebody says to you, are you going to stop or not? What does it mean? They're threatening you that if you don't stop, there will be serious consequences. But here are people who say, oh, the word haram has not been used. This is stronger than haram. The expressions that are used over here, the style of the verses is stronger than the word haram. Haram is just a word. But this style is so much more forceful. فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ مُنْتَعُونَ Are you going to stop or not? Meaning you better stop. Because if you don't, it's not good for you. There is punishment. We learn in a hadith that whoever drinks al-khamr in this life of this world and does not do tawbah from it, then he will be deprived of it in the hereafter. Then he won't be able to have a good drink in Jannah. A person who drinks in this dunya Alcohol, what is haram, does not do tawbah, then he'll be deprived from the best drinks of the akhirah. Another hadith tells us, every intoxicant is khamr and every intoxicant is unlawful. Whoever drinks khamr and dies while addicted to it, without repenting from drinking it, will not drink it in the hereafter. Whatever has happened, has happened. But now the person has to stop and do tawbah. And if he doesn't do tawbah, he dies in that state, then he'll be deprived of the best drink in the hereafter. Allah says, وَأَطِيعُ اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُ الرَّسُولُ Obey Allah and obey the Messenger. Obey Allah because Allah is telling you to stop from alcohol. So stop. وَأَطِيعُ الرَّسُولُ Obey the Messenger because the Messenger ﷺ also clearly forbade, clearly forbade the consumption of alcohol. So obey him. Stop. Don't drink. وَحْذَرُوا 
And beware from هَذَا الْغَاءُ Which is to be afraid. How? That a person is trying to save himself. Taking precaution. So وَحْذَرُوا Save yourself. Beware. Be careful. Save yourself from what? From disobeying Allah and the Messenger. Because if you disobey them, then there are serious consequences. As of today, I did some research. As of today, there's been 2 million deaths because of alcohol. And 1.8 million people have been mentally paralyzed. because of 1.8 million people have been paralyzed as of today for overconsumption of alcohol. And imagine the deaths that are caused because of alcohol, because of drunk driving. So, وَحْذَرُوا Stay away from it. Be careful. Beware. فَإِن تَوَلَّيْتُمْ Then if you turn away, you don't bother to obey Allah and His Messenger, you continue in your wrong ways, then فَعْلَمُوا Then know أَنَّمَا عَلَى رَسُولِنَا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ That upon our Messenger is only the responsibility of what? الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ To convey clearly. His job is to just convey in a very clear manner. And did he do that? Yes, he did. When the verses were revealed about the prohibition of alcohol, he had announcements made in the streets of Medina so that the people who were drinking would stop drinking. There were people who had alcohol in their hands and they didn't take it up to their mouths. There were people who had alcohol, the cups to their lips and they didn't take another sip. There were people who had it in their mouths and they spat it out. There were people who had lots of alcohol. And what did they do? They threw it away so that the streets of Medina were overflowing with alcohol because there were so much alcohol that people discarded that day why? because the messenger وسلم, clearly forbade the consumption of alcohol Umar bin Khattab عنه, said in a speech while he was standing on the member of the messenger of Allah وسلم, he said oh people the prohibition of khamr was revealed and khamr was extracted from five things at that time from grapes dates honey, wheat, and barley. Khamr is what intoxicates the mind. So basically he was saying, the Prophet ﷺ told us that all types of alcohol are haram, whether it's made from honey, or it's made from wheat, or it's made from grapes, or dates, whatever. It's all haram. So the Prophet ﷺ conveyed clearly. And if a person doesn't accept, then his loss لَيْسَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ جُنَاحٌ now on the other hand, what about the people who used to drink when it was permissible to drink? But they died in that state. Let's say the companions who died at Badr, at Uhud, they used to drink alcohol and the final prohibition came much later. So are they going to be sinful? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they are rids, amal shaitan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَيْسَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ جُنَاحٌ No sin, no blame. On who? On those who believed and did righteous deeds. No sin for what? Female ta'imu concerning that which they consumed. Ta'imu is from ta'am. And ta'am, yes, it means food, but it doesn't just refer to solid food. It also includes what you drink. So ta'am is basically what is consumed, what is eaten, you know, what a person drinks. So over here, ta'imu refers to what they drank, what they consumed. So whatever they drank in the past, no sin on them. Idama, as long as it they feared Allah. In which matter? In other matters. Wa'amanu and they believed. Wa'amanu salihat and they did righteous deeds. Which righteous deeds? Other righteous deeds that they were required to do at that time. 
So as long as they had a good reputation of obedience, obeying Allah and His Messenger, performing righteous deeds, iman, then it's okay. Whatever happened before, happened. Summat taqaw, and then they adopted taqwa again, wa amanu, and they believed, summat taqaw, then they adopted taqwa again, wa ahsanu, and they did ihsan. Wallahu yuhibbul muhsin, and Allah loves those people who do ihsan. Now what does it mean by this? That they had taqwa again, and they believed again. Meaning they continued with each command that came. They continued in their iman and their amal salih. Because remember that the laws of Islam were not complete at that time. They were being revealed in stages. So every time a command was given, how was their reaction? If they were obedient to Allah and His Messenger, then no sin. And if a person was not obedient back then, then it doesn't make a difference. He will be disobedient today as well. Because a person who is honest towards one person, is honest towards who? All people. This is who? An honest individual. And a person who is dishonest to one, can be dishonest to many. Why? Because he is a dishonest individual. So when a person is a believer in Allah, then even if he knows only five commands, he will observe them properly. Even if he knows five prohibitions, he will stay away from them. So no sin on the people who died in that state. So this ayah is basically talking about those who died before the final prohibition. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that they are forgiven. This is just like if you are not allowed to hold your cellular device while you're driving, and if you're caught doing that, you'll be charged. This is what? Something that is applicable today. Now a person cannot say, but you know what, 10 years ago, my brother drove all the way from Ottawa to Mississauga, and the whole time he was holding his telephone. Why don't you charge him? No, because there was no such law at that time. Was he obeying all the other traffic rules? Yes, he was. So he's not guilty. Guilty is who? Someone who knows, and yet he doesn't observe. So, for such believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says there is no sin. Because they were muhsineen and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those people who do ihsan. Although this verse is talking about those who consumed alcohol despite the revelation of the previous two commands concerning its dislike. Because the verses basically they were leading up to the final prohibition. But some people they said, oh but it's not haram. Because Allah has said there is still some benefit in it. And then they said, okay, we won't drink when we have to pray, we'll drink afterwards. So they continued drinking, right? But they didn't disobey Allah, if you think about it. Why? Because it was not haram at that time. Now when this final prohibition came, they must have felt some kind of guilt in their hearts. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was hinting towards prohibition and we didn't stay away from it. So were we wrong? Allah says no. Because you were obedient in other matters, and you didn't do it with khiyana. It was not forbidden at that time, so you took advantage, therefore, no harm. Let's listen to the recitation. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu innama al-khamru wal-maysiru wal-ansabu wal-azlamu rijsum 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.